Hi, I'm Meredith. And I'm Katie. And you're listening to I'm Not Scared, You're Scared. A horror movie podcast. If you are a fan of the show, please like and follow us on iTunes and Spotify and review us. It'll help spread the word. Also, you can follow us on Instagram at I'm Not Scared, You're Scared or email us at I'm Not Scared, You're Scared at gmail.com. Thanks for joining us. We are here to talk about Evil Dead. Evil Dead. It's a heavy hitter. Is it? Yes. That's what the internet says. Oh, well, <laughs> if the internet says so. No, Who am I to disagree? Okay, so we're talking about Evil Dead, the 81 version? Yep, the Ridge um, Ridge. Yeah, and then we'll dive into some of the others. Everything and, that came after. Yes, yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely like impacted directors and, and people who did like horror moving forward. It, it's, it I mean, before we get one. carried away with that, Meredith. It was a big one. What's new with you? <gasps> I did a lot. I don't even know. I've been very busy. <laughs> That's very convincing. Uh, no, I no. swear to you. I swear to God I did things. <laughs> I've been so busy. No, I went to Depeche Mode. I went to LA. I went to a Dodgers game. I went you went to, to drag bingo. I went to drag bingo yesterday, last night. We went wedding dress shopping. Wedding dress shopping. Um, what hasn't been happening? I went to go see my wedding venue. I booked a wedding photographer. I I went to work some, <laughs> some of those days. <laughs> um, yeah, it's been good. And we've uh, just been chugging along on the wedding planning stuff and trying to get that all kind of squared away so everything's in place so we can you know do make other decisions you know Mm -hmm. so we know where we're gonna be at least and that's that's the building blocks you got to start with the the big ones on the bottom lay the foundation make the big big decisions so we can because everything depends on what we're going to decide in the first place like locations right that so that's all pretty solid um then my best friend came to visit we looked at wedding dresses hilarity ensued threats were made oh my gosh (laughs) middle of the night threats to bridal shop employees (laughs) yeah yeah not for me no no not at all because that is a maid of honor i'm not even being facetious it was not me yeah that's not my that's not my job Mm -mm. (laughs) that's her job Um, and may i say you picked a top-notch maid of honor she was making shit happen that day i was very impressed. Yeah, more than I could ever do. Yeah, no, like, no I'd way. I'd be like lame. I'd be like, just make me like honorary so and so. I'll tell people to go to their seats, but I can't be in charge of like. <laughs> See, I don't even really think stuff. that you would you would be on board for telling people to go to their seats. I'd be like, that's You'd fine. Be like, do what you want. Do what you want. <laughs> you know, in your life. <laughs> <laughs> so really, that's about it. It's been a whirlwind of activity and stuff going on, and um, hanging out with my kids and. Yeah, just, you know, getting ready for the, I mean, the end of the school year is quickly approaching. I wish it was approaching more quickly. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It's been, well, it feels really, I mean, there's like eight weeks I know. or something. Yeah, it's, it's that's crazy. a long time. <laughs> <laughs> to me, it seems short. Hmm. Yeah. And um, yeah, that's about it. What's going on with you? Um, well, I was on spring break last week. Oh, um, right. Yeah, because we always have ours. Ours is always the week after Easter. Um, and so uh, one nice part of it was that, you know, normally I do my kickboxing class at 745 at night, um, cause that's when I can make it happen. Um, but since I was off, I was like, I'm going to go to the 8am class because like the 530am class is always like full, like you can't even get into that cause it's all the people going before work. Yeah. But the 8am class on a weekday is like people that don't work or, you know, have a later job or something like that. Um, but it, it's still nicer to get it done at the beginning of the day in the morning instead mm-hmm. of night. So that was nice. And other than that, I mean, I I weeded in my backyard quite a lot because um, I don't know if you were aware. We had a lot of rain there <laughs> yeah. for a while. There was some rain had. Well, we were supposed to record yesterday and my because my fence blew over during these one of these monsoon storms. That yeah. Happened. Yeah. Um, so consequences of rain. Yeah, my my consequences were not that dire. I didn't have a fence blown over, but I did have like, you know, four foot tall weeds around the entire perimeter of my backyard. Um, and so You're like we're a Stephen King novel. Now. Exactly. We're like in the exactly. Grass. Um, <laughs> So I, I did some kickboxing. I did a lot of weeding and um, uh, napping. I did a good amount of napping. 
That's good. No complaints. You know, that's the perfect, sometimes not doing much and taking an easy breezy yes. is what your body needs. Absolutely. And, your mind. and that's, yeah. you know, so I shouldn't be complaining that, you know, I'm going back to school tomorrow. Um, you know, but then there is only, we have seven weeks left um, starting tomorrow, but I'm like, I don't want to go back. <laughs> You're like, boo. Oh, there's more weeds. I have. Boo. I haven't pulled all the weeds. I will be back. I want to go back to my eight o'clock class. I know. Kickboxing. No, yeah, I'm really bummed. And so I'm, I'm, it's something to look forward to for the summer that like when we're off for summer break, I can do that. Like <gasps> Maybe I can go too. Because be so I fun. have to fit into uh, more wedding dresses. <laughs> <laughs> we could punch each other instead of the bags. I know. So many dreams can be made. Yeah. <laughs> dreams I'm, can happen. <laughs> I'm really excited. Like, you know what? I've always just wanted to punch you. <laughs> you know what? You know, I've always said, and honestly, this I'm not overstating this. I've said this more times than I care to admit in my life, that one of the lines from film that has stuck with me most in my life is actually from Bike Club. Oh, yeah. When Brad Pitt says to Ed Norton, how much can you know about yourself if you've never been in a fight? Oh. <laughs> and I feel like that's that's really true. Yes. That's really true. Yeah. Would you just freeze or would you like Exactly. How would you respond if somebody punched you in the face? What would your reaction be? Yeah. And I don't know because I've never actually been in a fight. But <laughs> now I feel like there might be one on the horizon for me. So it thank you for that. I think I feel like I would be able to handle myself. Yeah. Um and it made me think of another line in a movie that I love, which is one of my favorite movies. And it's super, it's not a horror movie. Uh -huh. It's uh, Steel Magnolias. Yep. When Sally Field gave her Oscar winning performance mm -hmm. about, you know. And, I just want to hit something. I want to hit it hard. Yeah, and then Olympia Dukakis was like, here, here. I this. And like she threw her friend in yeah. front of her. Weezer. And, yeah, it was like the best comedic relief and amazing. And I always think of that when I'm just like. Yeah. struggling or whatever I'm like here had this I'm like oh you know it's I love Shirley McLean's response to her and she goes are you high Clarice are you high <laughs> and you know sometimes those movies just live rent free in your head and yeah. the books that we read and other things and yeah. um I don't know they they give a lot of meaning they have a lot of meaning in your life and yeah. they're fun but we got to get our framework somewhere long story short I would I would thrive in if in a class that I need to punch stuff yeah so it'd be great Maybe I can join in the summer. Yeah. Check it out. Get my muscles and trim up for my wedding dress stuff. Um, That's right. You just yeah. be yoked. I'm going to be like, <laughs> yoked. I'm going to be like all abs. Like, what? What? You're like, going to be like Larry the Lobster. From the <laughs> yes. Just all forearms. <laughs> You know, that's my dream. Yeah. <laughs> that's when I was like wedding dress shopping and I was like, wait, but like how will my abs and my yoke look? My like, yeah, right. My... How is this how is this gonna work with my traps? Yeah, my traps. <laughs> All right, moving on. What are we here so, for? I did the recap this time for the movie and it's short. Oh yeah. It's very well, short yeah, because that's... it's a short movie. I have I have thoughts. <laughs> well it's it's a short movie. It's only like I want to say hour twenty. Really, that, that short? Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna say it's. Well, let's hear it. Eighty minutes, something like that. Uh, okay, so it begins with something moving around the woods and people. Um, and it, and it's like the view of the camera and it's kind of like swarming around in the woods and you don't know you don't see anything. Yeah, I really um, felt like it was the nothing from Neverending Story. Do you yeah. remember that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was definitely a, a nothing feeling. It's taking me right um, back to my childhood. So, a, a group of people in an iconic yellow car singing and driving, and uh, as our fearless leader later, we will he will be very, very prominent in the movies. Ash, uh, he's in the backseat, he's looking at a map, and suddenly an entity hits the car and almost runs them off the road. And then there are two couples, um, there's one and one friend, and they're talking about this place that they rented, and it, it's cheap. And in, in spite of getting almost run off the road, they make it to the um, secluded cabin, and there's a swing on the porch, and it's pounding on the cabin. And uh, the, the guy who planned their getaway, he walks up to the cabin door, and he unlocks the place and finds it dusty but quiet. The rest of the friends, they unload the car, and Scotty walks around and sees all sorts of tools, animal bones, and other, a bunch of shit just <laughs> around. So they all kind of, you know, get, you know, settled in. 
later that evening, a, a girl named, and they're all um, about college age. Yeah. Um, just, you know, for like a quick, fun get getaway hangout. Yeah. Bruce thing. Campbell was 23 when they made this he movie. was so cute. Sweet little baby oh, face. I love him. So later that evening, Shelly, uh, one of the girls, she's sketching a clock and suddenly her hand kind of gets possessed and it starts scribbling. And you notice there's a book um, on her paper. Then she like looks over and notices that the cellar door is kind of shaking and wobbly. And as as it does. Well, she's it's like, a draft. She's like, that's fine. Um, <laughs> so then later at dinner, the friends are about to toast, and Ash mutters some nonsense, and then the cellar door busts open. They all go to investigate, and they send Scotty down to go and check out what's happening. Ash leans down, and he's asking Scotty. He's like, "Hey, have you found anything?" Um, he calls down, and there's. He doesn't hear anything. So he then proceeds to go down to investigate. The camera pans around and Scotty is nowhere to be found. There's a lot of dripping from the ceiling. There's a strange noise coming from a door. He opens the door and discovers a whole bunch of crap. And Scotty (laughs) jumps out at him to kind of like, you know, get a jump scare. That little scamp. Mm -hmm. uh, He's like, oh, I gotcha. And he's like, fuck you. No, he didn't say that. But he's like, well, that's rude. Um, (laughs) They find a rifle, um, a nasty, gross, floppy book. Ash starts flipping through the pages and Scotty finds a strange pointy knife with uh, skulls covered all um, into the ornately carved in the handle. Mm -hmm. Ash brought up a recording and they all listen to listen to it. And they hear a researcher who talks about something called the Book of the Dead and ancient Sumerian research that he's doing. He talks about going to this this cabin with his woods, or excuse me, with his wife, not the woods, cabin in the woods with his wife to conduct his research. And um, then one of the women, she turns off the tape and she's like, I just can't take it anymore. <laughs> and then um, Scotty turns it back on. He's like, well, let's just listen. And they um, all hear this man say ancient words read aloud. And then that's when the shit really what, what starts What could possibly happening. go wrong? It's fine. Um, so then they have a great weekend and they leave. It's great. Yeah. YOLO. The end. <laughs> so so something starts stirring outside and a tree slams into the window. One of the girls, she screams and yells for them. She's like, turn it off. And then later, Ash and his gal are hanging out. Ash gave, gives her a, a cool necklace. Um... Meanwhile, there's an entity looking inside the cabin. It spots the solitary friend, Cheryl. She's she's just hanging out. Um, She hears a noise and goes to investigate in the woods. And she is Ash's sister. Yeah. um, Then there's lots of creaking and clanking in the woods. And there, a a tree wraps around her ankles and tanks her clothes, goes up her clothes. And then there's exposed boobies. And and then she gets assaulted by the tree. Yeah, no, that was... um... That, that moment was was really problematic for me because I, you know, think I'd seen parts of this at some point a long, long, long time ago. But it was essentially like I was watching this for the first time. Yeah. And when the tree raped her, I was like, I didn't know this is what we were here for today. Like, it was very surprising to me um, just because I think I was expecting lightheartedness. Yeah, that was very like it took a very that was dark not, turn. That was not. I mean, there's lots of bodily openings that you could possess somebody through, and the choice to do it in that manner. Yeah, I thought very, was uh, um, surprising. It is very strange. Uh, so yeah, she manages to escape, and she runs back to the cabin. After some struggling, she's able to get back, open the door, and and. Um, or I think someone bust out the door. I can't remember. Uh, she she asks her friend. She's like, we have to leave. She says, Ash, you know, please drive me. I want to I want to leave. So the two of them, they drive off. Their friends that stay there, they they kind of, you know, go back inside. And they're like, oh, well, what's her problem? Kind of. Uh, <laughs> She's so high maintenance. <laughs> yeah. she. You're just, she's being so, you know, like a woman. She's so upset. <laughs> you know what? I bet she was on her period. She probably was. <laughs> then, then they're lucky she left because bears. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, bears are going to come. Um, she just wants to have babies. She's very busy. <laughs> she's just distracted. She's domestic. <laughs> so Ash stops the car. Um, 
they're driving and he has to stop the car and go investigate. And it looks like they're the bridge that they used to get there is destroyed and they can't leave. Pretty like aggressively destroyed. Like it was. It looked like it was blown up. It yeah, blown up. And like the metal rails were all like curved backwards toward them. Like mm-hmm. this giant unnatural claw type thing. Yeah, it's, it's pretty nuts. Um, they return to the cabin. They're uh, messing around the cards. Cheryl, uh, they're kind of pretending to predict the cards and uh, these other girls. And then Cheryl starts predicting the cards for real. And then suddenly she her eyes are like all white and she tells them that they will die one by one by like the others before them. She passes out and then stabs one of them with a pencil. Party and then continues to beat all their asses. That's what's in my notes. <laughs> so then Scotty kicks her down to the basement. He locks the door. Scotty wants to leave. His girlfriend's flipping out. Uh, Ash's girlfriend, she's sleeping. Cheryl is looking pretty rough and me- messed up. She looked like Reagan from The Exorcist. Yeah, yeah, totally. She's like just under... Are these chains in the basement? And yeah. she's like sticking her head out a little bit. Like she's got like the kind of rotty looking skin on and like ashy coloring mm-hmm. and messed up eyes. Yeah, she's looking looking pretty rough. So something um, later, an entity is kind of looking in the cabin. It crashes into the bedroom and where Shelly's hanging out. Scott, Scotty's boyfriend, or excuse me, girlfriend. Suddenly she jumps out. Um, wait, hold on. So Scotty goes to investigate he finds the window smash shelly is nowhere to be found suddenly she jumps out and attacks him he manages to throw her into the fire but then he relents and kind of helps her out then ash proceeds to chop her arm off with an axe and in a crazy amazing gruesome scene she seems to be defeated but then she rises again scotty begs ash to cut her down with the axe but ash is frozen so then scotty has to Shelly seems to be defeated now, and Scotty decides that they must bury her. So Ash and Scotty drag her outside. They slap their shovels um, on the dirt a little bit and then say, oh, she's buried now. Yep, job and, well done. <laughs> and uh, put a little hay on top of the grave, and that is <laughs> Did done. you say a little hay? <laughs> put their little hay, and they're like, this is fine. Here we go. <laughs> so Scotty decides to try to walk. He's like, I gotta get out of here. I'm just gonna walk. So he leaves. Ash goes to check on his girlfriend and then she gets up and cackles and oh my god Scotty is back suddenly and he's like looks rough like he's you know gotten smacked around outside all the demons are cackling and that includes ash's girlfriend i could not i could not handle that cackle she's like <laughs> it was it was the only noise happening for like a solid 25 minutes yeah she's like <laughs> i could not take it <laughs> it's uh, it's not great so then um, there's lots of cackling happening. The demon under the basement door tell his sister, Cheryl, says, you need to kill your girlfriend. But she, but he, he can't. His girlfriend reverts back to her regular self and then they embrace. Then Cheryl says, she's okay now. and I, I can come out. I can come out of the basement, Ash. He leans over to check and she grabs his face. And then all these people keep going back and forth between being possessed and normal back and forth kind of mind fucking ash yeah a little bit so then he drags his girlfriend outside he leaves her out there ash pours water into scotty's mouth he's like all completely unconscious he uh then that's ash, definitely the thing to do with an unconscious person by the way is pour water into their mouth yeah i took that was in my um you know, first CPR aid. CPR first aid training, absolutely. <laughs> you, you yell in their Standard fa- Red Cross procedure. You yell in their face, Barack is president! And like, pour water into their face. <laughs> no, don't do any of that. It's all bad. Um, so then, Ash uh, is stabbed by his girlfriend, Linda, and there's a scuffle. Ash manages to defend his, himself, and he stabs Linda. Ash drags her body to a board. He chains her down. He turns on the chainsaw, but he can't bring himself to dismember her. So he carries her outside to bury her. Meanwhile, Cheryl is breaking out of the basement and Demon Linda is sort of waking up. She's opening her eyes like, as Ash is just (laughs) slapping the dirt with a shovel. (laughs) (laughs) More dirt slapping. More dirt slapping. Ash places Linda into the grave that he dug and he comes her up. The necklace he gave her is on the ground. He goes to reach it only to be grabbed by Linda. She scratches him up, hits her with a giant and he hits her with a big plank. He manages to decapitate her in a crazy scene. 
He goes back to the cabin and the basement door is open. And Scotty is now nowhere to be found. <gasps> Out comes Cheryl and he shoots her. He closes all of the open cabin doors. He goes to the basement to get more shells, shotgun shells. And at this point, he noticed that the water pipes are filling with blood and it's covering the entire cabin. He retrieves the shells and comes out of... Uh, hold on, let me turn my page. <laughs> he comes out of the basement. The shutters slam all around and he then goes kind of nuts. Uh, finally, his friends emerge. They're all demons, and they tell Ash to join us. They say, they're like, join us. And I mean, at that point, why wouldn't you? I'd be like, sure. I'd be like, you know what? Fine. That's fine. Um, then there's lots of gruesome scenes. There's blood spurting, eyeball gouging, all sorts of, like, limb ripping. Cheryl <laughs> attempts limb ripping? Limb rips. Um, Cheryl attempts to get Ash again. They seem to have the upper hand, and Ash manages to get the Book of the Dead and burn it. Using the necklace that he gifted Linda earlier to uh, retrieve it. Oh my gosh, who is he? <coughs> God bless you. Um, You're allergic to that hay. I'm allergic to the hay. Which, uh, so he had gifted Linda the necklace and he uses it to retrieve this book. And then it causes Cheryl and Scotty to decompose claymation style. <laughs> then out of their corpses, demon hands reach out and Ash is covered in a bloody goop. It all seems to be over. The sun is rising. And Ash emerges from the cabin. It's a beautiful day. He walks around towards the car. And we see a, that demon... Per, well, like, it's from the perspective of the demon. And it pursues Ash. And then the last part is him screaming into the camera. And that's the end. Isn't that, like, the fa- That's like the fastest Yeah, we're summary. only at 21 minutes. And that includes our what's new <laughs> information. Yeah, it was very fast. Mm-hmm. There's not much else. I mean, I can't go into description of all, like, the oatmeal and goop. Oh, God. You know, and, uh, yeah, I mean, it's a simple Cabin in the Woods movie with demons. There's, like, gags. There's hijinks. There's Ash being, like, you know, I'm, damn it, Cheryl, or whatever. And <laughs> Get a hold of yourself. <laughs> yeah, and, um, yeah, I mean, there's not much substance to the movie, but... It was uh, made by new student filmmakers, and it was really fun. And yeah. you know, it testing, was a fun, testing things ca- out. A fun, campy movie. You know, so <laughs> really, that's about it. So, did you find it scary? Okay, so here's the thing: I didn't like it. Um, however, I actually did think that the first 20, 30 minutes of it was really scary. Because mm-hmm. um, I looked it up and you were really close. It was an hour 25 mm-hmm. was the mm-hmm. runtime for it. And um, the the setup at the beginning, um, the uh, introduction of the characters, the ride to the cabin, the arrival at the cabin, the scene that they set inside the building, um, you know, their first like explorations in the different rooms and all of that. I felt like it actually set a pretty creepy tone. Like I was a little bit primed to be scared. And then it just went off the fucking rails. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And my biggest <laughs> um, problem with it was that um, after that first portion that I felt was scary, then, you know, like they, they started, you know, the exposition and the story and the Necromicon and, and the uh, researchers recording and everything, all that stuff started happening. Then it just got really boring, which is impressive for a movie this short. For mm-hmm. there to have been time periods that just seemed interminable. Mm-hmm. And one of them that I already mentioned was the cackling um, from, was it Cheryl? It was Cheryl. His girlfriend. Or his, um, Linda. Oh, shoot. Yeah, no, his girlfriend was Linda, the one yeah. who was all cackling. The like, one that kept, like, sitting in the doorway, just la- like, she wasn't, she wasn't tied up or anything. She was very much possessed. But yeah, the the sound of her cackling was just, like, continuous, and it didn't serve a purpose, but it was really irritating. And then so much of that later part was just Ash walking around the cabin, and going from place to place, there's and a lot like, of like looking out the window. Yeah, like encounter, like looking here and then looking there, and then maybe like, a, but nothing happened, mm-hmm. and I was just waiting for stuff to happen, and I was super bored, and I wanted it to be over. 
Um, Luckily, it was not a long yeah, wait. Yeah, it so. wasn't a long wait, but it felt long. Um, mm-hmm. The one thing that I will give it, though, that you kind of touched on was the effects. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were, you know, it was it was student filmmaking in all its glory, like so inventive and creative. The materials, whatever that they figured out to use, they like it was so gross out, but in a really ridiculous, campy way. Um, and at every opportunity, they tried to do something like effecty, like like um, what is what does he call it? Gags. Yeah, like do gags. Yeah, to do gags. Um, eyeballs popping, stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, they did a really good job with that element of it, but it wasn't enough to make the rest of it enjoyable for me. Yeah. 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 Did you think it was scary? No. It's just something that's supposed to be <laughs> no. like, not at all. It's supposed to be like a campy, fun movie. Maybe if I saw it when I was like eight, <laughs> like a little kid, I would, yeah. I'd probably be like, ugh. But, um, listeners, if any of you saw this movie when you were eight, tell us how you felt. Tell us, did you find it scary? Um, no, but I think it's, it's, it's fun because if you like know, if you go into it thinking this is going to be a fun romp of a movie, not like terrifying, Mm -hmm. um, it's fun to, to watch it. And it, you know, like I, it might be something I show my kids too, because although they might think it's boring. Yeah. Honestly, they might be like, is it, it's kind of, is is this over yet? Yeah. It's just, it's slow and repetitive. Yeah. 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 But I mean, like I, like I mentioned the, the gags are really fun. They were super creative. I did look up some like fun facts about this movie. Well, bring it on. So the movie is called, it's based on Sam Raimi's, like he, he and Bruce um, Campbell, they did a 30 minute, like super eight short movie. And um, it's called Within the Woods. And he used, um, they kind of used it to get kind of investors and stuff. So it, it was based on that. They And then they made this movie and, together and they stayed in, they like stayed in the cabin that they were shooting in. Oh, wow. That's like what they, you know, it was like super guerrilla style. Like, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. They were like, we're just going to stay in this cabin in Tennessee. Um, God, that just sounds so much fun. Yeah, but it was, like, pretty miserable. It was really cold and stuff. Well, I mean, yeah, if you're outdoorsy or whatever. But just that idea that, like, you have this, you know, this passion project. Yeah. um, And it's you and your buddy. And you've got a little bit of money. And you're going to stay in this leaky-ass cabin and make this movie. Make a movie. Sounds kind of amazing. It made me think a little bit of a Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Yeah, kind of. Uh Like, that kind of guerrilla style. Like, we're Mm going to stay in this, like secluded place we're going to be in here with this rotting meat (laughs) it's going to be disgusting uh then the evil oh all the fun um you know gags some like the melting corpses they did like oatmeal cockroaches all sorts (laughs) of gross stuff happening as uh and they got like marshmallow strings, guts, marshmallows, um, Madagascar cockroaches, all sorts of stuff that they use for the effects. Mm-hmm. Uh, then also, it's funny that Sam Raimi he worked so hard during the filming that he passed out during the filmmaking because oh. he was like up twenty four hours a day, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, filming just at night, writing all day, like oh just God. go 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 go. So it's it's kind of fun to like. He, read about what went into be how this movie was made and kind of being like it, these guys and it has a very I keep going back to te- Texas Chainsaw Massacre but this movie does have a huge impact on this genre of, of yes. movie so and in my early 20s did I ever feel like I could just make a movie like that no, no. It's, it's wild that these guys went and, and did that and um yeah, when you have that much creativity mark. that yeah. you just cannot control it. Yeah, they made <laughs> you a huge have to make mark. it happen. And I think it's something, and every person who watches horror movies and appreciates appreciates the movies, they should watch it. Even, yeah, and then they may like it, they may not. Yeah, but it's like fun. me, like I yeah. didn't love it, I wouldn't choose to watch it again, but I absolutely recognize its importance. Yeah, so they. And then they had to stop filming sometimes to because they ran out of money. Yeah, they had to, and then re you know, go and do it again. Uh, but Sam Raimi does, he has made statements about how he felt like it was, um, the assault was too gratuitous and he wishes he hadn't included oh, that part. Okay. So I was like, that's good to know, like looking back and, um, you know, yeah. hindsight and be like, you know, we I all do things in our early twenties that yeah, later you on think we're like, crazy and wild. And you're just trying to like 
you know, shock people. Yeah, yeah, push the envelope. Yeah, and so I think maybe, I'm not apologizing or whatever, but I'm like, mm-hmm. maybe that's where they came from. Who knows? Yeah. But, um, so, yeah, I mean, I just think it's, yeah. I don't really have a ton of more to say about the film itself, but then there's so much that, like, came because of that movie uh-huh. in this um, this franchise. Yeah. And it, it kind of, and it made Bruce Campbell basically a huge, huge icon, and I love him. <laughs> he's, yeah. uh, he's awesome. But I know you um, went in, like, this yeah, more, I dug a little, di- a I little dug more deep, deep dive. That's... I watched Evil Dead. I, read, I watched Evil Dead 2, and then I watched part of Evil Dead, the remake 2013 one yeah. for, um, you know, anticipation of this. Um, well, some of the things that I noted down for all of the um, projects that I watched as part of this kind of universe, if we call it that, um, I did look at the Rotten Tomato scores. Um, and the uh, this 1981 original had a, a score of 85%. So that's solid, especially for yeah. a horror movie. Yeah. And I think that that comes... Um, from the kind of the the respect uh, that it earns being a student project, being kind of groundbreaking and the um, effect that it had on movies in the future um, that came after it that earns it that that status. Um, the other interesting thing about it is it the budget for it was three hundred and seventy five thousand mm-hmm. um, dollars and the domestic gross was two point four million. Well, that's not bad. Yeah. For some um, college guys who got right? some roaches from the university. And some oatmeal, and oatmeal. From, the, from the food hall. Yeah. Um, and something I mentioned before we started that is uh, kind of up for dispute that nobody can really say what the worldwide gross is for this film. It was um, actually really well received in other parts of the world. Um, but because of the way that it was released and, you know, it was, it wasn't like a big production company release and monitored and everything that there are some statements that it's like in the, the 50 millions that it, it has earned worldwide. Um, but they, you know, there, there's no, that, that's not fact. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, I mean, for what they spent to make it, um, it's made a lot of money. Um, the second mm-hmm. one, um, Evil Dead 2, that came out in 1987, so that's um, a release six years later, scored a 95% mm-hmm. on Rotten Tomatoes, which is really impressive for any film, especially a horror movie, Yeah, um, to yeah. get a, a rating that high. Um, it had a $3.5 million budget and a $5.9 million worldwide gross, so... You know, for they spent a lot more on it, obviously, mm-hmm. and it. But the the payout wasn't as dramatic. Yeah, um, yeah. But um, what happened was that the first the opening of Evil Dead Two um, is like this slightly different kind of weird recap of the first movie um, that flows into the story continuing with Ash's possession. Um, and the reason that they had to do it that way is because they actually couldn't get rights to the shots from the original. Um, so they they couldn't use footage from the original movie to set the stage for the sequel. Mm-hmm. And so they had to recreate it, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which I think is, is kind of funny because they're trying to show how Ash got to the cabin since the first one ended almost like on the cliffhanger, right? It mm-hmm. was the, the, the demon force like, rushing at him and then that, yeah. and then cut to black. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, Ash, you know, does get possessed and um, I put quote unquote recovery from the possession. Uh-huh. Um, the study of the Book of the Dead continues in this movie. Um and uh, I put that it's not that it's stupid, it's that it's boring. <laughs> so, you know, I had kind of a similar feeling about this one to the first one. Um, but we do get the um, introduction of this thing that kind of becomes a, a big element of the Ash character and the franchise going forward is his hand gets possessed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and what this reminded me of, and I can talk about this because I know we would never do an episode on this. Have you ever seen Idle Hands? Yeah, but like years ago. Yeah, so it's um, I, a I movie. I want to say I was in high school. When I saw probably, it. probably. Yeah. So it was Devin Sawa was the main character. Mm-hmm. Seth Green was in it. Jessica Alba was in it. Vivica A. Fox was in it. It was like prime, like you know, late nineties, early two thousands. Yeah. Yes. And it, the idea was is that this boy's hand gets possessed, and mm-hmm. then he chops it off. But then the I love hand... Devin Sawa, by the way. Like, oh my god! Quick, quick little rant. Please, I guess. Please, I'm here for so, a rant so, about Devin Sawa. So Charlotte and I watched part of 
uh, It, the first movie. Mm-hmm. Chapter one or the miniseries? Chapter one. Okay. And because this is uh, Friday night because the, the kids went to their dad on Saturday morning. Mm-hmm. So we we're just like hanging out and stuff. And um, I saw on my su- suggestions for you, it was like Final Destination. And I was oh, like, yes. oh, I was like, Charlotte, okay, we can watch this like 20 amazing. minutes and yeah. your mind will be blown. Mm-hmm. You know, it'll be You're really going to love it. <laughs> so she was like, I was, she watched it. She's, she's like, oh, like, you know, we all know if we're a fan of Devin Sawa in that movie. Yeah. So you made me just think about how great he was. And yeah. then I was like, do you want me to turn it off? She's like, no, 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 let's keep watching. Give me more. We could You're watch like, well, all of it because <laughs> it was getting really late. But um, yeah, I, it's funny that I just watched that mm-hmm. and I was like, Devin Sawa is a treasure. I love him. Yes. So yeah. continue. I love that. Um, he was such a heartthrob for our age group. I should probably go back group. to that. Oh, yeah. And like him, because he played, you know, that split second that he was human Casper at the yeah. end of the Casper movie when he dances with Christina Ricci. All of us had little we crushes. We all wanted to be Christina Ricci in that moment. Who yeah. did not want to be kissing him in oh, that scene? I know. And we're all like, Casper. Oh, my yes. God. So I, I was already in love with him and now he's a hot human. <laughs> I'm going to die. <laughs> that is a elder millennial yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's really resonating with some of our listeners, <laughs> yes. and really not with the rest. Of with them. everyone else, they're like, I "Sorry, don't folks." Uh, understand. Anyway, so yeah. I, yeah, sh- yeah. I should probably go back to that movie. Absolutely. Like, long story short, he's he's great. But yeah, this concept of the possessed hand, um, and that your hand becomes possessed, and that your solution is to chop it off. Um, mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. you know, this one is where he. Um, uh, replaces the hand with a chainsaw, so he becomes, you know, half man, half chainsaw. His, um, his uh, iconic chainsaw. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so, what I loved about that sequence where he is outfitting the chainsaw for his hand, and like they're setting it up where, like, you know, he has the pull start, like he has, he can operate the pull start with like his chin or something. I don't remember mm-hmm. um, something ridiculous. But at that point, he starts to make this transition to a bit of an action star, and that. Like this movie starts in that in that direction, and then Army of Darkness, I think, continues it where he becomes like that that cheesy '90s action hero mm-hmm. instead of the you know like um, brooding horror movie main character. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is like, where he like he's like groovy, groovy. Yeah, starts uh, yeah dropping his tough one liners like groovy, and he's like, "Let's go, mm-hmm. swallow this." Like you know, it's like no no longer full sentences. He's like definitely in Schwarzenegger well, that's territory. That's why he has bubble heads, and he he is who he Absolutely. is. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And when it works, it works. Mm-hmm. Um, a little a couple of tidbits. Um, they uh, used different colors of blood because they were trying to avoid an X rating, and so they were actually using like trying to color the blood unnaturally mm-hmm. so that it would not rate as gory so that yeah. they could get an R rating but yeah. they failed yeah. well one of the the blood um spurting when it was like green yeah when it was yeah. like a demon well and like and even in the first one when when one of the characters in the first one it was um Shelly when she died it reminded me of when Ash in Alien dies because it was like that white viscous like um robot material that was like spurting out of ash yeah. when he died in alien and there was a point um when shelly died in the first one where i was like that's that's robot blood mm-hmm. i've seen that before i've seen that robot blood before <laughs> <laughs> um and so ultimately evil dead 2 was released as unrated because yeah. they they couldn't get the r rating um another thing that i thought was interesting and i had never so you know i love nightmare on elm street mm-hmm. i've seen it so, so, so many times. I have never noted this. Um, but evidently, in um, in A Nightmare on Elm Street, which came out in 1984, they used a scene from The Evil Dead on one of the television screens in mm-hmm. one of the scenes. Yeah. And I never realized that. But in a kind of... a. a um, response homage in Evil Dead 2, they hung a Freddy Krueger glove above the door in the tool shed. Yeah, it's, you know, you never know when you need a razor, a razor fingers. fingers. Yeah, well, when you've got a chainsaw on one arm, <laughs> sometimes you need something Do on the quick, other arm. quick little weeding. You gotta get one of those for your, for your weeding. Yeah. And then you'll, you know, it'll be great. For real. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so those were my notes on Evil Dead 2. I I don't know if, if I'd say I liked it better or worse than the first one. I mean, I think it kind of... I like it better. I, yeah. I mean, it's like 
what they wanted to do and um but they didn't have the resources and yeah. then they had this flush of funds after they proved they can make a movie the mm-hmm. first the first one and you know i think it's fun i wouldn't say it's like gro- groundbreaking to me like mentally like yeah. oh my god this you know affected me so much but it's definitely it's kind of like rocky and rocky too yeah <laughs> you know like the first one is a legit film yeah and you know like, and okay. the second one is like all right now this is gonna be silly time yeah <laughs> silly time. <laughs> we're just a bunch of silly billies we Let's sure are <laughs> okay. yeah um, okay, so that was um, Evil Dead 2 in 87. And then the last of what I kind of consider this initial trilogy is Army of Darkness that came out in 92. Now, Army of Darkness was originally the second part of the title of Evil Dead 2. It was going to be Evil Dead 2 colon Army of Darkness. Yeah. And they ended up dropping it for some reason and then bringing it back as the title for the third movie. So 92, like this is why I'm saying like, 90s action hero level like this is like tango and cash time like this you, is, you know did they have the mini or it was on abc and it was like beanie and the beast and oh it was, yeah. remember that <laughs> yes like, that i do what everyone... he like lived in the sewer <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes so it was like ninja turtle beast <laughs> he's like every, he, everyone suddenly were they're like super attracted to him suddenly but they didn't know why they're like, yeah they're like, like is this beast. bestiality i can't I don't tell know. So, <laughs> all the feelings is, this is what America was digesting and enjoying yeah. for, yeah. for uh, it, ABC Friday it's not, Night. It's not a time we're super proud of, but um, <laughs> anyway, Army of Darkness had a Rotten Tomato score of 77%, which is pretty respectable. That's not bad. Yeah. I don't um, think. It had an $11 million budget, and it grossed $21.5 million worldwide. That's not bad. So not shady. And worth noting, on the crew for Army of Darkness was Greg Nicotero. Of course. Of course. So um, the interesting thing with Army of Darkness is it actually rewrites the ending of Evil Dead 2. At the end of Evil Dead 2, Ash does get sucked through this portal back in time, but he ends up being this hero that slays the Deadite, like this creature. But at the beginning of Army of Darkness, they're like, no, we're not going to make him a hero. Instead, they're going to take him prisoner. Mm-hmm. Um and then he gets taken back, you know, and he's kind of caught up in this this whole um, medieval battle between clans and kingdoms and all this. And it's kind of it's pretty silly. Um, I noted that Ash delivers almost no legitimate lines in this film, only funny one liners. And so I started making a list. Well, hello, Mr. Fancy Pants. <sighs> Something that he says. He says, you're only leading two things right now. Jack and shit. And Jack left town. <laughs> This is my boomstick. I love Sorry. <laughs> I love him so much. Yeah, when, when he brandishes his 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 uh, shotgun, this is my boomstick. Uh, yo, she bitch, let's go. He uh, says that yo, to a possessed lady. Yeah, let's go. Give me some sugar, baby. When he's like kissing the the his main squeeze. Um, good, bad. I'm the guy with the gun. Is another one. Um, and then when he's talking to one of the possessed creatures, hey, what's that on your face? Uh, and then when, my favorite is when um, he's like talking to his lady love has become possessed and she's like, he used to find me beautiful. And he goes, honey, you got real ugly. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like there's no there's no like actual all, dialogue. There's no script. There's, it all reminds me of like when you're playing a side scrolling video game and uh-huh. it's like your hero is just saying like, oh, yeah. Just little speech bubbles. Yeah. It's like, exactly. Yeah. And you're like, you're like, wee, this is so fun. And then, so then, you know, he accidentally resurrects some bullshit and we're in a big mess. And then there's a siege on the castle that he's defending now with the humans. And it really, really felt to me like the long night episode of Game of Thrones. Oh, really? It was like animated skeletons, like sieging the castle. I'm like, oh my God, are we at Winterfell? Um, I wish. I wish. Um, But one of the things that you could note about it is that it abandons entirely the really horrific elements from the first two movies. Like, the blood and gore is minimal. They don't... It definitely took a different turn. Yeah, that wasn't the style for this. It just seemed like campy, fun. Yeah. Yeah, put down, it has a Monty Python Holy Grail vibe. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's a fun romp. Yeah, I always say that about movies that are just like kind of silly and fun and yeah. a little bit scary, but like you know a lot of funny one-liner stuff. And you're like, oh, it's a fun romp. It's nothing where I'm like, this is like monumental and and 
no crazy it's not changing the world but it's no, it's but gonna fill that hour and 45 minutes of your life yeah just for fun it's like a fun entertainment yeah um yeah i, I called it slapstick definitely uh, a lot of it um felt that way to me it's going and getting a t-shirt with your uh picture spray painted on it uh, and you yes. know it's like and you're getting yes. a cotton candy and a mm-hmm. you know where you, you leave feeling like you're like that that's fine that was, that was a great day that's fine <laughs> i had a great day um okay so that's that's the essentially that initial trilogy yeah um mm-hmm. so the the next thing to come out was the t- 2013 remake um, yeah. which uh, has a 63% uh, rating which on Rotten Tomatoes. I feel Tomatoes. like it's not fair. I think it no. was really good. It, was um, good. it had a $17 million budget. It grossed $97.5 million. So it did yeah. really well. I, I mean, I went and saw it in the theater. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I did not. Um, I was like, sign me up. Let I me saw it for the... I just watched <laughs> it like a week ago or this past week um, for the first time. Um, it definitely reads much more to me like a possession movie. Like, we've seen a lot of possession movies, of demonic possession of humans. Um, it has really, really gruesome graphics. Oh, it's, um, it's, it's very... Like, I, I, I put it down as, like, children watch this. Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake level, like the Jessica Biel mm-hmm. Texas Chainsaw, um, or the Rob Zombie Halloween, like, that level. Yeah. Um, it did um, keep a, some elements of the original. I felt like it did a really good job of quote-unquote remaking the original it mm-hmm. kept um the the bones the structure and a couple of um you know just kind of nice elements like the idea of the the brother-sister relationship the hand removal the chainsaw like there's you know there were some yeah. elements there that yeah. they they pulled into it um but it was a completely different experience no comedy no comedy at all. Nothing at all that made no, that was no. Funny. It was it it was shocking and like they kept they kept the rape element. Yeah, like that when too. she gets assaulted, when she gets possessed in the the woods initially. That's how she was possessed. Yeah, yeah, it was crazy. But so you had you you say that you saw it in theater and then you rewatch you were able to rewatch part of it recently. Yeah, I mean I rewatched it in the past six months and then I rewatched part of it today. Um, I, I mean, I love the first few acts of it, like the halfway through. I'm like, oh, this is really good. But then it just gets more. It's just like chopping. More and more and more. And the I'm same. like, OK, OK. Yeah. And then I feel like the last 10, 15 minutes is solid. Like, yes. It's really, really good. And yeah. I, we should I mention just, Jane Levy is yeah, this main character and she's, she's spectacular. Great. We she's, love her. I mean, she's great. In, um, You know, what's it called? She was in Don't Breathe. Yes, she was in breathe. Castle Rock. I was like, don't speak. No, that's wrong. Uh, that's a, <laughs> that, that's, that's a no doubt song. <laughs> She's amazing. And I, um, for people who are kind of like naysayers and, and when they watch movies, like mm-hmm. me sometimes when you're like, just go. Like, what the hell? But, you know, that defeats the purpose of even going to see a movie or even being in a movie. If they like just leave, then you don't have a movie. Right. Yeah. So you need to have like a reason compelling them to stay. Like, why are they staying? What's the reason? Mm -hmm. And so I really, I very much thought that was, it was smart and and an interesting take when they had Mia, who is the um, main character, uh, there with her friends. And they're like, she's trying to kick dope before or like stop taking heroin. And she's made these promises and she gave up pretty quickly. So we can't let her leave. Yeah. Right, and her best like friends. This time, we're not letting her yeah. go. Like and, and, she's getting clean. And you, you see, like photos of them all together from like when they were high school. Like one, her friend, one of them, he's a high school teacher, and he's uh, another one is a registered nurse. Mm-hmm. And they get her brother to show up, and he's kind of been not estranged, but like away from the yeah, family a little for absent. a long time. Yeah, yeah. and so they, their yeah. mother had a prolonged illness, like mm-hmm. a, it seemed like a mental illness and yes. also a physical illness that ended up she died. And she died, and Mia was there. Yeah, and her brother kind of flew the coop, and he was like, "I can't deal with this." Yeah, and so he shows up. Uh, to so a lot more character, mm-hmm. and, and and there's a lot more substance, and you feel for these characters mm-hmm. like more than you would, you know, Evil Dead, like the first movie. You're like, okay, who? They're like, oh my gosh, yeah. and then you're like, okay, yeah, who cares? It's just girls saying, let's go, and boys saying, oh, not, you not, being, none of that. You're such a woman. Yeah. Stop being so womanly <laughs> with your period um, and the bears. Uh, so, so then, and you know from basically, it's kind of. You, you see photos of them all together and you know that these people have a very have forged deep uh very strong connection friendship uh-huh. 
where yeah. they've supported each other a lot. Yeah. And then there's also the, a little bit of resentment because the brother, um, I can't recall his name, his, yeah, his me neither. character's name. So, and he, he left. So they're like, well, he left. We'll call him Chad. Chad. <laughs> <laughs> so then, you know, they were like, we can't let him leave. Let her leave. Mia has made these promises telling the brother. And he's like, well, I don't know if I feel like I should do that. Like, say so you have to stay. Like, if she asks to leave, yeah. we should probably, I mean, I'm not going to tell yeah. her otherwise. If my sister asks me to take her home, I'm going to take her home. Yeah. And they're like, well, what do you know? You haven't been here. Right. You know, like, we've been dealing with the aftermath of, you know, this, all the shit show that's their family. Yeah. And, um, so you as a viewer you're like you know this is gonna be hard for her to get out Mm -hmm. of this and then you see her get possessed and she's like there's something in the you know there's something and and she looks terrified yeah but they all think she's just detoxing they think they think she's just losing her shit and detoxing and as a viewer you're like yeah i can see why they would be telling her that that she can't leave and Mm -hmm. and it and it you you have this sense when you watch other scary movies a sense of a little bit of like maybe disbelief where you're like well i don't know yeah but this one i was like all in and i was like oh yeah this is like a really tough situation and there's no getting out and she just has to run away Mm -hmm. you know for them to even they they are looking out for her best interest and they don't realize that they're like harming her more than helping Mm -hmm. but then also the friend who found this book that's all wrapped up in oh trash bags he and barbed was, wire ugh. and you're like you you stupid. I love the idea that because he was he's the high school teacher so he's the one that's gonna like refuse to stop reading the book like at the academic but yeah um i loved the i loved the remake i thought it was very good it had zero comedy and yeah. i think people maybe if they want went into it thinking they they would find that kind of Bruce Campbell yeah, no. one-liners thing. They probably would have been disappointed. Probably so. It's like we said a million times, it's your expectations. Right. It makes or breaks your, your reaction to it. Definitely, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I went into it like, oh, you know, whatever. You know, this yeah. is, it can't You're be always a blank Sam Raimi. Yeah, it has to be, <laughs> it has to be, this could be a whole different animal. Yeah. Now, than, if Bruce Campbell had been in it, then you I might have had, been a little confused. <laughs> I would have had, like, way different expectations. Yeah. But I knew he was not in it, and I read a little bit, like, it's more serious. So I was yeah. like, okay, well, you know, let's go see. But yeah. Well, that's the thing, like, if good. you can handle the gruesomeness of the um, the effects and the violence done, um, like, the thing that stuck with me the most is when... Um, Jane Levy's character when she's in the basement and she like licks that exacto knife and mm-hmm. it likes it like slices her tongue in half like forking her tongue like a demon yeah like that moment I was like all right this is we're not we're not playing around no. <laughs> with this movie yeah and so if that's something that is like a kind of a deal breaker or just too much for a viewer then they're not going to enjoy this mm-hmm. but if you if that kind of stuff is something that like you know you you can handle or you're there for that like you said everything you said the characters the story the backstory everything that they built into it um gives it what it needs to be like kind of like a complex story a little bit mm-hmm. like it takes this very basic concept of a bunch of people in a cabin in the woods are being plagued by something evil. Yeah. You know, that's very simple. Like, tale as old as time. Mm -hmm. You're just saying Beauty and the Beast. Um, But this uh, fleshed it out so much in a way that, like, really pulled you in. Yeah. And you see what motivates the characters to act the way they do. Absolutely. Right. And, yeah, um, yeah, I thought it was great. And I love the actress who plays me as she's fantastic and yeah. yeah i mean if you can hang with that kind of gore and yes, watch it that, give it give it thing. at least Either one you can watch or you can. Yeah. if you can and i think it was a great remake yeah i mean some people might want to fight me because they love the cheesy well and if those people if they would like to fight <laughs> meredith they should know i'll be punching her this summer so it will be fine i'll be like getting all beefed up so watch out yeah <laughs> Um, okay, so yeah, that was the 2013 remake. Uh, it was just called Evil Dead. And then the last <laughs> thing that's out there in the ether for this universe is the Ash versus Evil Dead TV show mm-hmm. um, that ran from 2015 to 2018. Now, this TV show on Rotten Tomatoes has a 99%. 
I rating. loved it. I thought it was really fun. It is so like it it goes right back to Army of Darkness in that style, the slapstick humor, the fusion of action and horror and it's it's Bruce Campbell, he's back and he's just bringing that character 110%. Mm-hmm. Um and it's fun. It's just fun. Like, I only watched, I think I watched the first four episodes or so. There's a ton. I mean, like I said, it, it was it was running for three years. So there's a lot what of episodes. What was it on? Was it Showtime or Star? I don't know what the original carrier was for it now. Yeah. Now it's on, is it on Hulu or Netflix now? It's on some streaming service now. I don't know who originally carried it. Gotcha. Um, okay. But it, it's just fun. So like yeah. if you if you're a fan of the any of the originals, I think especially Army of Darkness because mm-hmm. it really is his character from Army of Darkness. Yeah. Um it's it's just it's entertaining. And they they pepper it in, you know, they introduce other characters and the whole setting. I mean, like the premise is just that he's been in the real world kind of hiding from the demon all this time mm-hmm. and then um shit goes down and he can't hide anymore. Yeah. And so now he's fighting again. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just fun. Yeah. I, I watched some of it, but it was like years and years ago when I was like, oh, this is fun. But then I think, I don't remember what happened. Motherhood. Certainly. I'm certain that was in your part life. of it. Yeah, probably. But, you know, it's something I go back to. And I love, like I mentioned already, I like Bruce Campbell. He's really fun. And, you know, it's it's a fun afternoon watch if you want to just pop something on and, and watch it and not feel horrible at the end. Yeah. So don't. The 2013, don't, no, if you want to, like, that's have, not like, a, a Sunday fun, afternoon. fun, light romp, nope. don't, mm-hmm. don't do that. That's not where you're going. <laughs> yeah, but any of the other movies are the show, for sure. It's, it's, it's good. Yeah. To, um, you know, it's fun to watch, even with, like, the kids, too. Like, I never show my kids the remake. No, God, that's, no. That's a nightmare. Yeah. Um, but the original, the originals, I mean, especially if, Army of yeah, Darkness. If it's they so think silly. It's, like, you know, maybe even a little boring. I just I, they probably think it's fun. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, maybe. but I mean that's the that's the thing with with these kind of movies. It, you you sit down, you have the popcorn, you're you're making fun of it, you're laughing, you're joking. Like it definitely has like a mystery, three thousand. Um, oh, mystery science theater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you're watching it and like you know making quips and laughing. Yeah. Well, and I always say that like, you know, whether or not something scares you is is the setting that you set for yourself to watch it and mm-hmm. how much you invest in it and whether you make the the choice to mentally engage to the point yeah. where it might yeah. scare you. And so something like this is like, you know, it's not going to scare you, and so you get to indulge in all of those other fun movie watching things that like make movies something that we enjoy, that it's something that we share with other people that you don't always, you know, just want to do by yourself. Definitely. It ha- definitely has like a midnight movie vibe where yeah. you go and watch it with your friends and yeah and you don't have, have to pay super close out. attention to follow the plot or you're not going to understand what's happening it's like yes. you're fine yeah you, you've yeah. got what's happening <laughs> right it'll be you know just the general gist and you don't even need that either to yeah. enjoy it <laughs> yeah. and you can quote unquote binge because they're so short that you can just go boom 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 and just make one night of it oh for sure you can yeah. watch it it's like an hour and 20 yeah no big knock deal. it out knock it out mm-hmm um, and so we, the reason that we wanted to do um, Evil Dead for this episode is because obviously the new movie that's coming out, um, it's at a time of recording, it's being released in a couple weeks, um, Evil Dead Rise, mm-hmm. um, which looks amazing. Yes. And I looked up, even though it hasn't been released yet, it, uh-huh. because it's been reviewed already, it mm-hmm. already has a Rotten Tomato score of 96%. Yeah. I um oh, I'm so excited. Yeah, I think it's. I think <laughs> but it's I have. A, I mean, okay. So I kind of was like, "What's the premise? You know, what's this movie about?" And yeah. Whereas I'm sitting there with my hands over my ears, going, "La la la yeah. la, tell me nothing." No, I just want to know. I wanted to know if it was more based on the remake or yeah. the original trilogy. Like, what are my expectations? What or are is I it need just to know? completely out of left field? Right. Yeah. So it is what I read from. On uh, I think it was like Screen Rant or something. It said really based on the original trilogy uh, a continuation of the original trilogy or yeah. not a remake again it is a continuation it's not a remake it's not even a yeah it's not a sequel to the remake of okay. the 2013 it's okay. it's based it's yeah going on moving forward past the uh, trilogy. Nice. So I do. I, like, I do but, like those yeah. fractured timelines. We get that so much with Halloween, where it's yes. really fun to see it go off in all these different webby directions. And it's um in Los Angeles or whatever. It's not. Oh. It's not like secluded. It's okay. like 
urban. Yeah. So I think that's fun, too. I like that little twist. Yeah, change of setting. Yeah, for sure. Because, you know, when you put something in the suburbs or in the city, it's like, oh, you know, it seems less like, well, I'm not me when you, you know, listen to like for, for example my favorite murder and they're like don't go into the woods and you're like i am not going to i, I was I just in my house i won't plan <laughs> on it yeah so that secluded cabin in the woods you know not everyone's gonna be doing that maybe mm-hmm. they won't be like so super nervous this is a setting and where most people live or yeah it you attacks know. you where you're supposed to feel safe right well yeah, yeah. Or live your life. And You're like, who feels be, safe in suburbia? Safe. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's sort of what I was about to say, but then I didn't. You're but like, I, I actually feel particularly victimized feel particularly in, in suburbia. No, so I'm excited. Yeah, we'll, so we'll we're, we're actually, yeah, we're going to go see that. Um, is it opening weekend when we're planning to go see it, or the second? No, it's, it's the, the second it's weekend. it's the second weekend. Um, yeah. We have a whole group of people, I think. Yeah, hopefully we're going. trying to resurrect our, we had our horror movie theater group that, um, that was very active before COVID. Yeah. Um, yeah. That we would get, you know, anywhere from like four to six or seven or whatever people. Sometimes do. it'd be a whole row of people. Yeah, yeah, so. with our boxed wine and <laughs> chocolates and passing things up and down the row. Um, it was always really, really fun. And then obviously yeah. didn't happen during COVID and we haven't been able to, we haven't really tried um to bring it back until now so um that's well we we like lightly dipped our toe by going to see renfield today yes but yeah that was three that was three three people (laughs) so very light toe dip dip. with that one (laughs) um but yeah i think that i think that this will be a great movie to um kind of get that going again and start sharing that again with our other buddies our real life buddies that yeah that like horror too yeah, and I think it sort of is what sort of set us down this path of creating this podcast. And yeah. Like, where we're like, oh, like, we met each other through book club, and then we're both kind of talking about scary movies, and then I'm like, well, let's go see, oh, well, let's see if other people want to go, too, and then we yeah. kind of organically happened, so. It was really surprising to me, like, when you think that horror, I think horror movies are not as widely appealing as maybe they seem to us when you look at the group of people within just our book club friends Mm -hmm. that were Mm -hmm. like, yeah, we'll go see that. It's like, really, like, that many people, you know, want to go see this type of movie. Like, all right, let's do this. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I mean, the storytelling can sometimes be just really, really good. Yes. So, uh, you know, and, you know, frightening as well. So Mm -hmm. I I love it, obviously. Yeah. I'm so excited. yeah, the next our next recording, um, we may have already uh, gone and seen that, and we mm-hmm. can let you know what we thought. Give yeah, it a thumbs up, a thumbs, thumbs down, thumbs up, thumbs down. Thoughts, not to be like sued by Siskel and Ebert. Certainly not. Well, one of them's dead, so I think he would have a hard time getting a lawyer. Well, they have their whole like you know empire. Of do they? Yeah, I wasn't aware they have a whole empire. So we'll just say, is it like? The Empire? Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> Is it an evil what we empire? Say? We won't say thumbs up. We'll say, um, sure. Oh, okay. Say sure. Yeah, or <laughs> meh. Okay. You should go. <laughs> if it. Meredith calls it a romp, stay away. <laughs> say, it's a romp. Or It's a romp. Don't pay 20 bucks to in the theater if Just it's a romp. Just stream it. We can say stream, stream it, it or go to the movies. But, yeah. you know. Oh, stream man. it or skip it. I'm excited to go see movies in the theater again. Yeah. Like, especially scary movies. Especially now that the seats are so comfortable. That, too. But, like, today, when we went to see Renfield, there was that guy going, Oh, my God. He had the best laugh ever. I'm like, will you please come to every comedy I ever see? (laughs) Yeah, it was pretty great. He was like, Like, he kind of reminded me of, like, a little Nelson Simpsons vibe. Yeah, it was pretty great. uh, That's what really adds to... I love watching the movie the shared experience yeah, yeah. and it's it's really fun and i have really missed that a lot i think it'll be i'm excited so yeah they're gonna be good but as far as anyway. um our our beloved podcast is concerned our next episode is going to be a the first of a two-parter dedicated to uh james wan's insidious series oh, yeah it's so good huge favorite for us huge mm-hmm, favorite mm-hmm. um and so our next episode will be on parts one and two yeah yeah we've at least seen i want to say two as a group um of the movies or at least one of the movies it was one of the insidious movies that we were re-watching at julie's before seeing the next one in the theater when and, i jumped in and your lap you jumped in my lap yes yep. 
<gasps> yeah, you're right. It was yeah. the second one, I think. Or maybe was the it first? because the third one was coming out, and so we were watching the second yes. one at Julie's? Yes, yes, yes. Okay. And um, her husband was knocking on the back. And yeah, he had been out, and they we were watching the movie in their rec room, which is on the ground floor that has all these windows open to their dark backyard, and he thought it would be funny to come down the side yard and come up to one of the windows that was right next to the sofa we were sitting on. And scare us. And bang on the glass and make a bunch of noise, and <laughs> Julie actually dove onto the floor. <laughs> I, I jumped in Meredith's lap. And I was like... She just sat there going, meh. I was like, this is... It, that's Joe. Why are that's you? Guys, why that's your Joe. husband? Why are you diving on the floor? I was like, that's fine. I was like, <laughs> so, I was so like looking over. Like, I it was a really funny moment. I'll never forget. <laughs> yeah, it no, was, it was a seminal moment. It was moment. amazing. I was um, laughing for like like a day. Yeah. Well, and I mean, it. what it's it's it been good. however many years since that happened, and we're still telling the story. Um, but anyway, so the first one, the first Insidious came out in 2010. Yes. Yeah. Um, number two yeah. came out in 2013. Mm-hmm. Is that what we looked up? Um, yeah. And so those are the two that we're going to talk about on the next episode. So if you haven't seen them, watch them. Yeah. Um, and if you have seen them, rewatch them. They're amazing and wonderful yeah. and we and, love them. Um, I don't know about the second one, but the first one for sure is... Something you can watch with, like, your teenagers, for sure. It's I, I want to say it's PG-13. Maybe it's R. I think they all are. I think they're all PG-13. And they're all, they're not really gory no. at all. No, I think and, it was only fun. Conjuring that um, that started getting some R ratings for... for. Yeah, and it, it's just um, more, like, ghost story stuff. And, yeah, and it's really I mean, it, and it's scary, though. That's oh, the thing. Like, it's, it's, it's kid-friendly in that way. Yeah, so the first one is PG-13. Um, the second one is also... Um, okay. Yeah, they're not inappropriate in any way, but they are scary. Oh, they're very. Um, they're. I mean, James Wan is scary. Def- Mr. I scary mean, Man. No, I'm not trying. They're not to say they're not scary. I'm trying to say they're not like. There's no nudity, gratuitous violence. It's no not gore, like a, no blood. Yeah. There's like no blood. Yeah, it's just very. Um, you know, so story, story very driven. Good story. It's very um, suspenseful. That's mm-hmm. the word I was. Thinking. Good cast: mm-hmm. Lynn Shay, Rose Byrne, I love her. Patrick Wilson. Yeah, solid. Very yeah. solid. So. Knockout. Check it out if you have not seen it. Stream it. Watch it. I don't know how you rent it from the library. Absolutely. The library. No, they've been on. Is it on HBO library. Max that they've been on for a really long time? Okay, well, do that too. Do it, people. <laughs> All right. So, um, pretty good conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, bye. Bye. bye.